You're listening to the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast, created by the Arthritis Foundation to help people with arthritis and the people who love them live their best lives. If you're dealing with chronic pain, this podcast is for you. You may have arthritis, but it doesn't have you. Here, learn how you can take control of arthritis with tips and ideas from our hosts and guest experts. Welcome to the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast. Today, I'm your host, Christina Schaefer. You may have heard me on the episode about tackling arthritis challenges for patients of color and part one of this two-part series. I was diagnosed with RA 18 years ago and have been a longtime volunteer with the Arthritis Foundation in both local roles in the Houston area and nationally. Today, I'll be talking about back pain and arthritis. Chronic back pain, it's a reality for so many. In part two of this episode on arthritis-related back pain, we'll explore key treatments and strategies to help relieve it. Once again, we welcome back our expert, Dr. Vivian Bykirk. Dr. Bykirk is a rheumatologist at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York. Welcome back, Dr. Bykirk. Thank you. Good to be back. Let's jump right in. If someone is experiencing back pain, what steps do you recommend they take? Well, they need a diagnosis. Even doctors are the worst self-diagnosticians. So I I would never think anybody could self-diagnose. You need a diagnosis. You need a plan. You need a treatment plan. That treatment plan may include a form of medication that's countering inflammation, depending on what the cause is. So if you have spondylitis of any sort, that might involve what we call non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs like ibuprofen, naproxen, the list is long. Uh, That can help relieve pain. In fact, that will help relieve pain and degenerative arthritis as well. Most people don't want to be dependent on medications, but sometimes you need to take them for some time. If it's spa and it's causing enough restriction, chronic pain, we would typically use a biologic or we might use a a medication such as Otesla. These are medicines that are known to treat those conditions. And there are now different biologics, meaning proteins that are meant to target certain inflammatory proteins in the inflammatory cascades that happen in these inflammatory arthritis conditions. And basically there's three classes now, those that target what we call TNF-alpha, those that target uh, interleukin-17, and those that target interleukin-12 and or 23. And uh, there are increasingly those. And then there's another group of medicines that we call JAK inhibitors, Janus kinase inhibitors, and these work within cells to block certain pathways that are contributing to inflammation of the spine. Surgery is often seen as the last resort to arthritis-related back issues. You specialize in non-operative spine care. What exactly does that mean? Really, it means we as rheumatologists focus on forms of arthritis that are caused by inflammation. So, you know, we discussed last time that arthritis or pain in the back anyway, can be related to an actual rheumatic disease 
related to ankylosing spondylitis or linked with ankylosing spondylitis in, say, other conditions like psoriatic arthritis. That's the most common reason we deal with back pain. The others might be consequences of having other forms of inflammatory arthritis that have impacted how the back functions and and its strength and so on. But as a rheumatologist, we mostly deal with ankylosing spondylitis and spondylitis-related arthritis. So I'm going to call it SPA. What are the most common treatment strategies you employ for different types of arthritis-related back pain? Very often, we will try non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs in inflammatory causes of arthritis in any part of the body, and the spine has its areas where inflammation occur. These NSAIDs can very much help reduce pain and reduce stiffness, but they don't modify the disease. So by NSAIDs, I mean ibuprofen, naproxen, meloxicam, salicoxib. These are all types of NSAIDs that if a patient has AS or ankylosing spondylitis or any form of SPA, they may have tried these. Then more often than not, if the pain is enough that the patient's losing range of movement in their spine, it's impacting their ability to live their lives, it's um, causing continuous pain and or stiffness, That usually implies there's ongoing inflammation, and that is when we will go to a therapy that can tackle that. So those therapies are, there are oral forms, and there are injectable forms, so-called biologics. How do these treatments work in the body? Inflammation is complicated, but it's mediated via the immune system, and the immune system has different kinds of cell types, and they have messengers uh, that go from cell to cell. And these treatments target the messengers or where the messengers bind to cells. So for instance, a TNF alpha inhibitor, TNF inhibitor will obviously inhibit TNF, usually where it's inserting into the place of inflammation or area of inflammation in the spine. And uh, it will take it out. And by doing so, it locks that inflammatory cascade that the immune system is, for reasons nobody knows yet, the inflammatory cascade is literally attacking the spine. And as it causes damage, it will be replaced by scar tissue and maybe permanent damage. So we're trying to modify the disease and prevent the damage. How effective are those treatments? I just mentioned one, but there are some others. So there's, as I said, another messenger is IL-17. So the anti-IL-17 biologics are available. There are also anti-IL-12 and anti-IL-23 biologics. And then uh, there are what we call targeted synthetic advanced therapies that are oral, the pills, and those will similarly interfere with the pathways, the immune pathways that are causing this, uh, but do so with by actually affecting the cells. So uh, those all are very effective. 
in, so they're effective for many, many people. Nothing's ever 100%. We usually have to try and see which works, uh, but people will notice dramatic improvements, you know, 80% better, 70% better. And if you, you know, you're sort of living with a seven out of 10 pain and you can get down to a one or two out of 10, or maybe even many days or weeks of no pain, that's an incredible response. Thank you for your support of the Arthritis Foundation, which makes this podcast possible. We're the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to conquering arthritis, the nation's number one cause of disability. To give a gift to support this podcast and other life-changing resources, go to arthritis.org slash donate. At what point do you recommend physical therapy or rehabilitation? Is that early on in a diagnosis or is that after some time on medication? I recommend it at first. No, um, I, I'm a big fan of physical therapy and pretty, I mean, obviously I'm not going to recommend it when someone's in the worst of their inflammation, but as soon as it starts to come under control and we can start to do some rehabilitation and get muscles back and movement back, that's when I'm going to recommend it. And physical therapy is, it's a process and it's something you may do on your own for your whole life. I've had patients who became swimmers and had incredible management of their thaw symptoms. That leads us right into our next question, which is what strategies can patients take on their own to relieve arthritis-related back pain? So, you know, our spines were meant to move and they're meant to be in a certain alignment. So one strategy is don't sit a lot. Sitting shortens the muscles at the hip, you know, between the abdomen, spine and hip. And that will throw the mechanics of your back right off and aggravate anything you already have. So movement is important. Walking regularly, getting up regularly. Uh, doing stretches that are taught to you in physical therapy. Often yoga is great. Often Tai Chi can be great. You know, it's different for everybody and it's a learning process and, and trial and error for each person. But doing it under the care or supervision of a physical therapist until you figure it out is super helpful. I think anybody who has an inflammatory condition uh, of the spine or joints for that matter needs a team and they they need their physical therapist they need their form of exercise that makes them feel good and feel happy i think that's part and parcel of treating this a pill or injection is not going to do it all how can someone prevent arthritis related back pain or is this even preventable great question by the time you have ankylosing spondylitis obviously you can't prevent it uh, if you know your family has it, it's very strong history in the family. This is one of those genetic forms that could run in the family, ankylosing spondylitis. I think a healthy lifestyle. I think not smoking. I think, you know, getting a decent amount of exercise or physical activity may help prevent, but we don't really know what's going to prevent. And we don't know what triggers it. And I have colleagues uh, that are 
pediatric rheumatologist who say it's already starting in youth. And maybe that's true. I don't know. If a patient has limited resources and they can only do maybe one or two things to get relief, what's the number one thing you recommend? Get up and move. (laughs) See your doctor. (laughs) Get a diagnosis and then get the right treatment. But get up and move. Keep moving. Absolutely. Always keep moving. Well, I know that this is going to be a big eye-opener for many people. As someone who had a doctor tell them many, many years ago that back pain and arthritis were completely unrelated. I think that this is such an important topic to highlight and to really bring attention to. Yeah, let me let me just add address there. I, I see lots of patients with peripheral arthritis, particularly rheumatoid arthritis. What happens there? Uh, maybe maybe it's involved the ankles and feet. So what does that do? It throws off your gait. What do you do? You lose muscle mass. So the muscles, your core strength goes down and you end up with back pain. Or you move the wrong way and you end up with back pains or mechanical type pain. Same things apply. You know, one has to do physical therapy. One has to get moving and one has to correct all the factors that are contributing to the back pain. And this is doable for everybody. All year long, the Arthritis Foundation is putting a spotlight on how serious chronic arthritis pain really is. We're also sharing inspirational stories, as well as tips, solutions, and resources to help manage your specific type of arthritis pain. Visit arthritis.org slash pain. We like to pose questions on the Arthritis Foundation social media outlets to bring into these conversations. And the Arthritis Foundation posed this question, what is your top solution for relieving back pain? I'd love to hear your feedback on some of these, Dr. Bikert. Cindy Sink said yoga, as you mentioned, water Mm -hmm. fitness and back decompression with meditation. Check, check, check. I mean, you know, uh, um, I agree with all that. I think those are are important. You know, when people are stressed and their muscles are tense, their pain will be worse, their sleep will be worse, and then their pain will be worse. So getting sleep, reducing stress are all, you know, important ways to help yourself. Arthritis Rachi said bath, hot water bottle, or ibuprofen gel. All reasonable approaches. I think heat probably helps back pain more often than than ice. And using that before you go to sleep, and however you choose to, uh, and you know some gentle stretching will probably lead to a better night or a better day. And one more here from Ryan loves it zero one one five. Using a heat blanket helps relieve the pain and helps me relax. Definitely recommend. Highly agree. Highly agree. Very good. Well, I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways is the reminder to always just keep moving. Even when you're in pain, it sounds so tempting to just sit still when you're in pain, but it's so important to keep moving. What are your top takeaways that you'd like people to take from this episode? You know, I think there are solutions and ways to help everybody. No one should think there's nothing that can be done. If a doctor says that, 
well, maybe you're 10th rheumatologist, okay, but if, if you're non-expert, your general physician says nothing can be done, it's not true. Join support groups, contact the Arthritis Foundation, find the avenues for you. We've talked about medications that can help. We've talked about lifestyle factors that can help. We've talked about exercise being pivotal and other tricks that can help relieve pain. They're all important. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Bykirk. You've shared so much great information in this two-part series, and we we truly appreciate it. Great. I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, these messages get across to many more and that they'll get relief. Thank you for including me. Our special two-part series about arthritis and back pain was brought to you in part by AbbVie, Bristol-Myers Squibb, and Janssen. This podcast is also made possible in part because of the generosity of our donors. Thank you for pitching in. The Live Yes with Arthritis podcast is independently produced by the Arthritis Foundation. This podcast aims to help people living with arthritis and chronic pain live their best life. People like you. For a transcript and show notes, go to arthritis.org slash podcast. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And stay in touch.